From the Ohio News Network, this is Ohio Sports Magazine. Now, here's your host, Kate Burdett. Welcome to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. I'm Kate Burdett. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about a unique way to honor first responders on the upcoming anniversary of 9-11. Also, some big-name figure skaters are coming to Ohio, and we'll get all of those details. Plus, the Ohio State University is looking for a few good ushers. We'll have the latest from the Locked On podcast and from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, too. On Saturday, September 9th, Sintas is hosting the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb at TQL Stadium in Cincinnati. John Amon is president and chief operations officer at Sintas Fire Protection. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Tell me about this event. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, this event um, uh, started uh, many years ago uh, based on the fact that, you know, we always wanted to mem- remember the 343 fallen firefighters that perished the day of those terrible attacks. And um, two years ago, Sintas uh, partnered uh, with the assistance of Chief Ron Sarnicky through the National Fallen Firefighters Organization. Uh, we started our, our, our partnership, if you will, uh, to really memorialize, remember, and then help an organization that uh, gives back to the firefighter community in so many ways. Uh, one, uh, uh, that uh, they help the individuals whose families have given the ultimate sacrifice and paid that price to make sure that each and every one of us stay safe. But then two, they have so many programs that really help train firefighters, educate firefighters on the awareness and the hazards that are in the profession so that they can help uh, prevent uh, those instances from happening again and, and having more lives uh, perish. Why is it so important for your company to support the stair climb? Yeah, so Sintas is a leading provider of, of fire protection services, uh, whether that be through uh, extinguishers, portable extinguishers, fire alarm systems, fire sprinkler systems, kitchen systems. Uh, we have over 60 locations around the country that help our customers protect their biggest assets, and that's their people and their property. And that is a responsibility that Cintas takes uh, very seriously and one that we pride ourselves in uh, the way that we go to work each and every day, uh, ensuring that those assets are protected. What can participants expect at TQL Stadium on Saturday, September 9th? Yeah, so it's not only happening at the the TQL Stadium is is really a big bonus for us. And we'd like to thank the individuals uh, involved in that organization and letting us utilize that facility for this for this great event the last couple of years it's been held here in cincinnati locally and now due to the amount of awareness that we're getting from all across the the market the communities in which we service and then more of our partners wanting to step up and help this this event uh, seemed to absolutely make perfect sense to be held at tql stadium so we're very excited about that and uh, the event itself is just a day where individuals can come and they can climb. Uh, we also do those and they climb in person. And we have these events uh, uh, coordinated around the country with what we refer to as satellite events going on in a number of different markets, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Colorado, California, just to name a few, Baltimore. And uh, these events are held so that partners around the country can also participate in physical climbs. And if there's not a climb taking place in a market where you're at, 
then individuals can join us virtually and climb virtually and help support. And then if you're an individual that likes to just go and support and cheer, but the climb is maybe too daunting for you because you are climbing 2,200 steps, which is the equivalency of 110 stories, certainly just being there, participating, maybe donating and giving a hand and cheering others on as they make the climb is certainly welcome as well. Okay, what's the website where we can get more information about the Cincinnati event? Yeah, so individuals uh, anywhere can go to cincystairclimb.com and they can register for the Cincinnati climb. And uh, from there, you'll click the, the needed links to take you to joining a team, starting your own team, and then or finding out more about a virtual climb through that avenue. Tell us about the beneficiary of this event, the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation, and how those proceeds benefit the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And we, and we couldn't be more proud of all the partners that participate. You know, over the years, uh, the last couple of years, uh, and I anticipate this year will only contribute even more, CentOS partners have been able to raise over $200,000 for this incredible cause. And when you think about that, uh, that money that goes back to the families, again, of those who have perished and given the ultimate sacrifice to help in areas such as scholarships and grief counseling and things of that nature, uh, it really is a worthy uh, cause. And I certainly encourage so many to help us participate in this together. I have to ask, John, will you be doing the climb yourself? I absolutely will. I, I have done it a number of times, and I've actually had the honor of going to Belmont Park in New York and participating in a stair climb there that they do. They do it on a different date. It's usually in mid-October because they want so many other individuals around the country celebrating on that day. And they want some participants uh, engage in memorializing those individual 343 uh, firefighters that lost their lives. But I actually will be climbing again. Uh, my whole family climbs as well in support. And uh, as again, as do so many CentOS partners, which is we've had almost 3,000 CentOS partners participate in the climbs and when you add all that up that's just a little over 6.4 million steps uh climb on behalf of Sintas partners john thank you so much for your time today and best of luck with the stair climb uh, thank you so much for reaching out and certainly uh been a pleasure speaking with you and, and sharing a little more information about our climb and uh, the excitement that our corporation has to participate in this. To get involved in the Cincinnati Stair Climb on September 9th, go to cincystairclimb.com. For more info on participating virtually, go to firehero.org and click on events. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Hey, what's up? It's T-Bone. And I'm 10TV's Clay Gordon. You can save lives at the Fan and 10TV Blood Drive on August 23rd. Use the code GIVEIN to schedule your appointment at redcrossblood.org. Get more info at 971thefan.com. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. In January, at Nationwide Arena, Columbus will host the nation's best figure skaters for the Toyota U.S. Figure Skating Championships. Coming up on August 15th, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission is hosting an event for the entire community. Here to tell us more is Jesse Giorzi with the Sports Commission. Jesse, this is a huge deal for the capital city. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that uh, we're, we as a city in Columbus have been working on for, for a while. 
Um, uh, our, our president, Linda Logan, took a, put a, uh, some local business leaders and city and, and county officials on, on a bus in 2019, the last time this championship event was in the Midwest. It was in Detroit to bring them up there, not only to, to get, uh, you know, introduce some of the, the Columbus, uh, officials and movers and shakers to, to figure skating, but to let fig- U.S. figure skating know how serious we were about wanting to bring this event to Columbus one day. So, um, it's truly something that, that, uh, the, the city as a whole has probably been working on for close to a decade. So, um, it is, uh, something that we're so excited to, to finally bring here. Super thankful to the partners, um, uh, you know, Nationwide Arena and the Blue Jackets for, for opening up the arena for a full week. Um, which is a big ask for, uh, for a hockey team to leave their building for a week, but, um, they were, they've been on board from Jump Street, um, so that we'll be able to, to, to take over Nationwide Arena with uh, the best, um, figure skaters of, of all disciplines in the U.S., um, uh, January 22nd to 28th next year. So what kind of skating events will we get to see? So, uh, all of the, the main ones, we won't have any synchronized, um, uh, events there, but, uh, you'll have, uh, the different age groups from junior to the, to the championship level and the four, um, kind of key disciplines there being the, the men's, the women's, the pairs and, uh, ice dance. So, um, the, the first, the front half of the week that, uh, that Tuesday, Wednesday will be the juniors and they'll do their short programs of free skates and the dance. Um, and then Thursday through, uh, through Sunday, the, uh, the championship or the senior level events come in. Um, and, uh, and that's the, the men's, women's pairs and, uh, and ice dancing. So, um, uh, there's will be multiple sessions each day, uh, even throughout the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, each have two sessions. We, we've not locked in on the times yet, but it'll probably be like a, you know, an early evening and then, uh, and then an evening event there. So 17 sessions over six days, um, kind of can fit anybody's schedule. Not that we're expecting everybody to come to all of those. Um, but you could buy an all session ticket, but, uh, you know, if, if you've got a f- one free night that week or one free, you know, late afternoon, you'll be able to, to see some of the, the top skaters. You know, this is the event that, um, that names get made, you know, before they're, before we're watching, you know, in a, in a couple of Februarys, the Olympics and, and who's, um, winning the hearts of Americans, uh, all around the world on NBC as they skate for gold. Like this is where they prove themselves. They, they compete against other top American skaters and, and earn the right to, to skate for Team USA. Talk to me about tickets. When are they on sale? Yeah, all session and weekend passes are on sale right now. And August 15th, um, we will have uh, tickets go on sale uh, for uh, for the, the single session. So that's where you can buy any of those, you know, just, just one session. But um, the weekend package that's on sale now will get you um, five sessions, uh, a Friday night, um, championship women's free skate, um, and then Saturday's, uh, free dance and pairs free skate and Sunday's, uh, men's, uh, free skate championship, as well as the, the skating spectacular exhibition event to, to round out the weekend. So, um, it's, uh, it's all figure skating Columbus.com. That's where you have the, um, not only tickets, but schedule and, and kind of who's who and, and all the, the latest information will be on there. Um, truthfully, not uh not a not a dive in the wolf figure skating fan myself but having um you know joined the the team to try and help bring this event here i've been at the last two championships in in 2022 and 2023 and it's really something that you got to see live the the amount of like i think we all get the the gracefulness and the delicateness and and the acrobaticness i don't know if that's a word but uh um of the of skaters on tv but 
I think one thing that only comes through when you're seeing it in person is just like the, the force and physical, um, but kind of not brutality, but like the, 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 the strength and the power of figure skating, uh, you know, to, to be able to, how, how high these, these skaters are jumping and how much force they're creating to, to jump and spin, um, and how high up in the air they're getting and, and how, really hard those landings are that they make look incredibly delicate when they're landing on a corner, you know, on an edge of a blade um, after jumping, you know, and creating so much force to get up there. I mean, it's, it's just as physical as, as a lot of, uh, you know, your more traditional uh, sports. It's just, you know, not obviously a contact sport, but it's, but it's man and woman versus ice and, and landing on uh, on a slippery surface. It's really, really awesome to, to see, um, and, you know, plus if you get the chance to look at it and in, in, in a couple of years, of the Olympics, you can just nudge your partner, your friend on the couch and be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so I saw them, uh, b- before anybody knew who they were in Columbus, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. And this event coming up on the 15th in Columbus, what's going to happen there? Yeah, we'll have, um, we're, we're still putting details together for the, uh, the event. So I can't say, share too much now, but, uh, but keep an eye on, on figure skating Columbus.com and, and, uh, Columbus Sports Commission, our, our social handles. But, um, we bring in a couple of, uh, of former Olympians and, uh, to, to, for a, a full day of, uh, of events to, to hopefully we'll be on, you know, uh, on, uh, on a few morning shows as well as, uh, we're putting together, um, kind of a learn to skate event, uh, for, uh, for some Columbus kids to get the opportunity to, to get on skates for the first time and, and have, uh, pretty accomplished, uh, former Olympians being, uh, being the ones that teach them. So more to come, uh, on that. But, uh, yeah, that's when, when tickets will kick off on the 15th and we'll, we'll hopefully have, uh, a couple of stars here to, to spread the uh, excitement of, uh, of the championships coming to Columbus for the first time. This event's been going on for more than a hundred years and it's only been in Ohio, I think five times before and, uh, and never been in Columbus. Uh, and so something uh, of this caliber, top figure skating event in, in the, in the country every year to bring to Columbus is something we're super excited about and starting to really, uh, really push our, uh, our skates forward on the 15th when uh, single session tickets go on sale. Jesse Giorzi with the Greater Columbus Sports Commission. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are super excited about the Toyota U.S. Figure Skating National Championships coming to Columbus in January. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And again, truthfully, it's 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 an event that we're expecting to have a great crowd of figure skating fans there as well. But it's something I really encourage the the casual I, I kind of tune in every four years to watch a little bit of it or or those kind of fans because seeing it live. Um, is is really given get, will give you a new appreciation for for again the, the power and, and the force that goes into the sport as well as all of the incredible athleticism and and, uh, and and ice dancing that goes on. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I 
even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast from the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. And now, Public Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Summer break is an important time to relax and reset from the stress of the school year. Students and staff alike need to prioritize their mental health now and when school is in session. Mental health is just as important as physical health, and continued mental health supports are critical for everyone coming together to learn again in the fall. Public Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Ohio's sports destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Evan Durr is the Director of Guest and Event Services at the Ohio State Department of Athletics. It's a big job. You probably have seen a red coat or two if you've been to an Ohio State football game, and they're looking for new ones. Red coats and ushers, they're interviewing for new staff members coming up this week, and Evan has all the information that we need. Hi, Evan. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, my goodness. Uh, football season just around the corner, and they're kind of the stuff of legend, in my opinion. The Redcoats. They yeah. seem very, very stately and very, they, they serve an important role at the, at the stadium, don't they? They do. They're our frontline, you know, ambassadors that are greeting and taking care of all of our fans that, that come through the gates of Ohio Stadium and are enjoying the, the games. And not just the games, there's concerts, too. There is. Yeah. So it's it's one of those, you know, hidden secrets that um, you can come come work for us as a red coder and usher. And uh, it's more than just football games. We host all those big stadium concerts. Um, so we've got tons. This has been a busy summer for us and, um, and and every other sport that we host here at Ohio State. So it's not not just football. It's also baseball and lacrosse and wrestling and swimming and, and all of those. What is the main difference between a red coat and an usher? 
Yeah, so a, a stadium usher primarily works just at Ohio Stadium. So they're the ones that are helping you find your seat in the seating areas, checking those tickets, making sure that in the right row, the right seating number, and then taking care of fans uh, throughout the game. Redcoat's a little bit different. They're, they they kind of uh, work in a, a number of areas. So they're over at Skull Session at St. John Arena, scanning tickets at the gates, working all of our guest services locations, uh, the Huntington Club, the press box, the locker room areas. Uh, that's where Redcoats serve. And then, of course, Redcoats also work all the other venues. So, uh, you know, the the baseball and softball and, and lacrosse games. Uh, Redcoats are working on all of our sports. Wednesday and Thursday, August 16th and 17th, there will be open interviews, right, for Redcoats yeah. and ushers. What are the qualifications you look for in these positions? Well, like, you know, I said, there are frontline ambassadors taking care of our fans. So we're really looking for people that... Uh, love interacting with the public and want to be there to help people. Um, you know, perk of the job is we, we pay you to, to see sporting events and see concerts and everything, but, uh, we really need people that are interested in helping others. Good customer service skills, you know, all the, all the usual things you would expect from somebody that that's there to help the, help the fan. This is a, a program that's been going on for a while at Ohio State. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read somewhere something like, thousands of of people have served in this role right yeah so at any given time we've we've got uh, about 1200 uh, event staff that serve as redcoats rushers so year round we we carry about 1200 staff uh, and the, the programs have been around a long time uh, very very long standing traditions the redcoats uh, kind of started when St. John Arena opened at the time. That's when the, the Red Coat program kind of formally started. And then our usher program has been around since Ohio Stadium opened in 1922 in, in one form or the other. It uh, originally started with Boy Scouts and uh, eventually the Girl Scouts serving as ushers. And then over time, it turned into community volunteers. And now now we uh, have paid ushers uh, that work all of our events. But we still have uh, the Boy Scouts have still been serving. So 100 years uh, they still volunteer on game days at Ohio Stadium, which is really cool to see. I have to ask, in, in Ohio State culture, it seems like saying red coat instead of scarlet coat would be sort of a sin. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I'm curious how that name came about. Do we know? Yeah, it seems odd why we would call them a red coat. Yeah, when, when our colors are scarlet and gray. But, uh, but when St. John Arena opened at the time, the, the athletic director let the 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 ushers at the time, the event staff that were going to open up the, the new basketball arena, pick what color jacket they wanted to wear. And so they originally thought, you know, we're going to wear gray jackets. And then they realized, wait, we give the, the varsity athletes, that's their varsity jacket. It's gray. We can't wear the same jacket or have the same color. So then they settled on on a red coat. And, uh, you know, at some point in the, around that time, they decided to just start calling themselves red coats because they were wearing these bright red jackets inside St. John Arena. They, they are easy to spot. Now, do the ushers also wear red? They do, yeah. Okay. So they've got red jackets as well. All right, all right. So um, what should someone have with them, if anything, when they come to the hiring fair in search of a, a job as a red coder usher? Um, come with yourself, ready to go, and hopefully an energetic personality. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for energetic people that uh, you come to the interview and, and uh, tell us how you're going to take care of our fans. 
and take care of the fans, they will. It never disappoints the level of customer service and hospitality that you can experience at Ohio State at any of the various sporting or, or concert events. Uh, you have a great program there, Evan, and we look forward to the coming football season and to seeing the new crop of, of Redcoats and Ushers. Awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Where can one go to get that information, by the way? Is there a website where we can get more? Yeah, so they can go online to uh, go.osu.edu slash redcoatusher. Um, but of course, if you just Google Redcoat, Google Ohio Stadium Usher, you'll, you'll find the information pages on how you can join our team. And join the team. You can be a Redcoat or an Usher for Ohio State Athletics. It's coming soon, the start of the football season. They will keep you busy. So check that out. Evan Durr, thank you so much for your uh, for your time today, for telling us all about the cool Redcoat and Usher program with the Ohio State Department of Athletics. And go Bucks. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Calling all crew fans. Join us every week for Inside the Crew. It's a show about soccer. Tuesday night at 9. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Your flagship home for the Columbus Crew, the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. It's time to talk Cleveland Browns football with Tyvis Powell from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And our Eric Reeser. Talking with Tyvis Powell, the national champion defensive back at Ohio State, former safety in the NFL, current analyst on the Cleveland Browns radio network. You can also hear him on ONN affiliate WBNS FM in Columbus. And you can see him on television Saturdays in the fall on the Big Ten Network. Tyvis, let's start with the most recent breaking news. Ohio State's director of athletics, Gene Smith, announced his retirement effective next June. From your perspective, what's Gene meant for Ohio State and college football as a whole? Gene Smith was a huge inspiration to me as an AD. You know, this is a guy that, you know, he fought for us. You know, back when COVID season started or happened, you know, he was one of those ones fighting on the front line to make sure that these guys have a season. He is the perfect AD because he has relationships with his players. Even when I was a player, you know, Gene Smith, outside of football, he decided to help me learn how to network with businesses and with people that are higher-ups. He would actually take me to functions and, you know, teach me how to talk to them, teach me how to network and how to mingle with them. So, you know, Gene Smith did a lot for my career, you know, off the field as well. As far as on the field goes, I've never seen an athletic director fight for his players more than anybody else. I mean, this guy has 30, what is it, 36 sports at Ohio State and somehow – None of them gets cut because he's always fighting to make sure that they are financially taken care of and that they don't miss out on opportunities. So you got to respect and love a guy like that. So June 30th of 2024 will be the final day for Gene Smith at The Ohio State University. Uh, the Buckeyes found themselves fourth in the preseason coaches poll. They received four first place votes but are behind Alabama, Michigan, and preseason number one, Georgia. Tyvis, do you think the coaches got it right, putting Ohio State at four, entering the 2023 season? Yeah, I mean, listen, Ohio State, we haven't been able to win the big games in the last couple of years, so I think it's only fair and it's only right that these guys start right there. You know what? It gives them a little extra motivation. They have to come in with a chip on their shoulder and find a way to get things done. I actually wish that they were back a little bit more, so they'd be a little bit more upset when the season comes around because they know they have a lot of people that they have to prove wrong and they got to find a way to get it right this year. 
Tyvis, do you put a lot of stock in preseason polls or preseason award watch lists? Nah, nah the preseason watch list is kind of cool because you know who to look for in certain games. And, you know, some guys live up to it, some guys don't. And I like it because it motivates some guys that's not even on the list to, to have a great season. So I like it for those reasons. As far as the, the preseason team rank, ah, that doesn't matter at all because it's going to change week to week. Talking with Tyvis Powell, national champion defensive back at Ohio State, former safety in the NFL. And you'll be able to see him on your television set Saturdays in the fall on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Tyvis, on the field, Ohio State's continuing fall camp this week in Columbus. Uh, I think we're going to hear the names Sonny Styles and C.J. Hicks a lot this season. What are you hearing from their camp, and what do you expect from those two young players this season? I think these guys are just playmakers, you know. And the thing is, you know, last year they were there. We got to see a glimpse of them. Obviously, C.J. Hicks was on special teams before he suffered his injury. And Sonny Styles even was – he made his appearance on the defense a couple of times as well. I think these guys are just too good of football players to not have them on the field in some aspect. And I think Jim knows is recognizing that. You know, you win games by having good football players out there. And there's nothing that these guys can't do. And I think what Jim knows is doing is he's creating positions because he understands that to win games you need to have these playmakers on the field. And these guys fit that mold. And that's exactly what he's trying to do is get them on the field so they can make plays for this defense. Do defensive coordinators and defensive coaches look at that as a good problem to have, to have so much talent you need to figure out and be creative where to insert them if they don't pop in your traditional sets? I'll tell you what, if you're getting paid $2.1 million, that's why they tell you to figure that out. And I think he is up for that challenge. Jim Knowles is a very aggressive guy. Um, he's he's the master of disguise with some of the things that he do on that defense. So I think he'll make it fun, and he'll definitely figure out a way to be successful. As long as they don't give up no explosives, everybody will be happy with what this defense uh, produces this year. Let's talk a little bit more about that, Tyvis. I know this is a personal subject for you, but when you played at Ohio State, the defense rightly earned the silver bullet label and in recent years that hasn't been the case what can this ohio state defense do this year to sort of regain that moniker i think what it ultimately starts with not giving up those explosives you know when you think about silver bullets you think about a team that plays with reckless abandon they're very relentless pursuit to the ball and i think we've seen that for 11 games last year you know it was to a point where people thought that the defense was fixed Obviously, the biggest thing that they have to do is that they have to show up in in big games and make these plays. I would love to see more sacks, and I would love to see us get more takeaways. Everybody, every defense in the country will want that for themselves. But if you truly want to be back to being the silver bullets and you truly want to be one of the best defenses in the country, you have to find a way to get sacks and get that ball back to your offense, an offense that, you know, got a lot of question marks this year. So you need to do everything you can to make whoever is at the quarterback position transition smooth. In that vein, Tyvis, how important do you think it is that Jim Knowles at Ryan Day went and brought back a former silver bullet in James Laurinaitis? <laughs> James is going to do an amazing job there because, listen, when I, even when I was playing – James Laronitis was the guy that they often often reference to who they're talking about when you talk about silver bullet defense. I mean, that guy was relentless. It was times where I watched James's tape and I'd be like, how is he doing this? So I think having him there, having that voice there, it's obviously going to make the linebacker group better, but I think it makes that defense better because if, if things are slacking or things aren't up to par, He's going to say something because he knows what this silver bullet defense looks like, and he is not going to let them disrespect the people that came before them. 
Tyvis Powell, my guest, national champion defensive back at Ohio State, former safety in the NFL. Again, hear his lovely voice in the Cleveland Browns radio network all over the state and, of course, on ONN affiliate WBNS-FM in Columbus. Tyvis, thanks so much for the time today, bud. Thank you. Go Buck. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Join us for Gambling Things, Fantasy Sports, Gambling Things, and most importantly, Gambling Things. Hollywood Casinos on the Money, Sunday morning at 9. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. The Fan. This, this is ONN. Welcome back to this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. We'll talk Cincinnati now. We'll talk Bengals with James Rapine, Locked On Bengals. James, a couple of weeks now into camp, the Bengals open the preseason this weekend. Aside from Joe Burrow and the Joe Burrow injury, and we'll get to that in a minute, what are some of the other top storylines you've been watching and paying attention to here in week two of camp? I think the biggest thing is the offensive line, given what the the history of this team has been in recent years and knowing how big of a weak spot it's been at times and crucial moments. And I think this offensive line is by far the best line that Joe Burrow's had since coming into the league, the best line the Bengals have had on paper really since 2015 when they started 8-0 and and obviously won the division and made the playoffs. So expectations are pretty high. The, The big question mark was right tackle. And I think Jonah Williams has really gotten used to the position, has had a good showing, and we'll see if that can continue throughout camp and throughout the preseason because as of now, I I don't really think there's a competition at right tackle. I think it's his job, and uh, Jackson Carmen is is battling for that backup spot. So that's a big storyline that seems to have hopefully solved itself and, and is in the topic of, man, can they protect Joe Burrow? Hopefully they can this season. How much of that is confidence from Williams? Is that a lot of it? Yeah, I think part of it is confidence, confidence that he's fully healthy. He's obviously dealt with some injuries throughout his career last year, played through a dislocated kneecap and really never got back to 100%. And I think he got close by the end of the year. And then he suffered a dislocation in the other knee and that was it. It was a much more serious dislocation. And so he had to have surgery and was out for the rest of the year. So, yeah, I think confidence, the, the fact that he's gone out there and shown that he could make the switch from left tackle to right tackle and, and play at a high level against a good Bengals defensive line. I think he is he's extremely confident that he can not not be a weak link on this line. And there really isn't a weak link. If he's able to play right tackle at a pretty high level, I think that they're really solid on the interior. Obviously adding Orlando Brown Jr. is is huge on the left side, figuratively and literally. So I, I think that they're in good shape. James, where are we on the Burrow injury? Is there an update? I know, again, we're recording this early in the week, but his calf strain injury. And might you expect him to be questionable at least as they get set for the, the opener in Cleveland, or are we too far out to know any of that? No, I, I think you know he may be listed as questionable week one, and I know some of Jamar Chase's comments have gotten out there, and, and all Jamar wanted to, to make sure is that Joe didn't rush back for a week one game that uh, isn't as important as, as the, the games later in the season, certainly in the playoffs. And that's where this team is thinking that they're certainly have their eyes set on another deep playoff run. And, and so, yeah, I think Burrow is actually going to be fine and ready to go week one. And we'll see the the downside, the major downside, not to him just being out, but the injury he's dealing with a calf strain 
it's really easy to re-aggravate it. So I would be pretty surprised if we see him on the field in any capacity over the next few weeks. But when you get past that last preseason game, I think you you know you probably see him at the end of August, start of September, about two weeks out from the opener, which is September 10th in Cleveland. And then hopefully that, that continues and he progresses and allows that calf to heal and, and can be on the field week one. So that would be the expectation. I think that's sort of the expectation in the building. But like I said, it's easy to re-aggravate, so they're taking it slow. James, the defensive signing late last week, linebacker Logan Wilson, four-year deal, nearly $38 million, an extension. What's the impact on that signing, building the defense going forward? It appears to be a big part put in place without yet knowing where Burrow's headed financially, right? Yeah, I, I think that it's it's one of those building blocks that they wanted to lock in on defense and their defense is going to look much different over the next few years. Obviously they've already let Jesse Bates and Von Bell walk. I think there is a good chance that they let DJ reader walk after this season. Should Woozy is in a contract year as well. So it was about them deciding which defensive players they wanted to keep and lock up long-term. Logan Wilson is a, a homegrown player. He's 27 years old, just turned 27, a big part of their defense. So you keep him, you keep Trey Hendrickson for the next three years. Jermaine Pratt was re-signed, and Sam Hubbard is under contract for the next three years. So I think that's kind of the core four of their defense right now. And then obviously they have a lot of young guys that are on rookie contracts. But they're going to be spending a lot of money on offense, and so that means you pick and choose on defense. And certainly Logan Wilson was a guy they wanted to lock up long term. Beyond the obvious, as we record this midweek and look forward to the first preseason game Friday with Green Bay, what's the most important takeaway or, I guess, the aspect of this team you'll be most intrigued about come this weekend? The running back battle. And we we know Joe Mixon, he's not going to play on Friday. He's a guy that that is going to get, what, 50 to 55% of the offensive snaps. So a lot of snaps available. And with Travion Williams injured, he suffered a sprained ankle last week where do you go for that pass blocking back Williams was probably the favorite going into camp but with him out it's going to be Chase Brown the rookie out of Illinois fifth round pick Chris Evans those two guys are battling for those pass blocking snaps that third down roll and if no one emerges do they go outside of the building and try to find a veteran a proven guy I think that they have some options there but that is the number one storyline for me now that the right tackle job is, is kind of secure in my mind is who emerges as that Samaje P. Ryan type back to compliment Joe Mixon. James, it's football season in Cincinnati. Enjoy the year and thanks for all the insight. Of course. Thanks for having me. That's James Rapine of Locked On Bengals. We'll have more of this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue here on the Ohio News Network. Now is a great time to schedule a back-to-school dental appointment. Dr. Lori Fitzgerald, president of the Ohio Dental Association, is here to tell us more. Your child's teeth and gums need the right food, nutrition, and vitamins to grow strong and stay healthy. Help them maintain good oral health by brushing every morning and night, flossing, visiting the dentist twice a year, and developing good eating habits. As kids head back to school, it is important to know that foods and drinks high in sugar, acidity, and other cavity-promoting substances are often low in nutritional value and have the potential to create plaque capable of damaging tooth enamel. A back-to-school dental appointment can diagnose any potential problems and improve your child's oral health. 
Ohio Dental Association member dentists are located throughout the state, are dedicated to providing the highest quality dental care, are bound by the highest ethical standards, and obtain superior ongoing education and training. Ask if your dentist is a member of the Ohio Dental Association so you know you are being treated by the best. To find an ODA dentist in your area, visit ODA.org. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our Internet affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at ONNradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast From the Ohio News Network. Have you lost Ohio Medicaid? At healthcare.gov, you can find a low-cost, quality health plan. Do plans cover doctor visits? What about emergency care? And prescriptions? All covered and more. Plus, with the new law, four out of five customers can find a plan for $10 or less per month with financial help. Healthcare.gov is here for you. Enroll today for coverage starting the first of next month. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Have you experienced foot or ankle pain during or after sports, running, or exercising at the gym? Nagging aches in your foot or ankle that won't go away? Podiatric physicians can provide you with important foot care solutions, shoe inserts, or show you how to support your feet and ankles so you're able to compete or exercise comfortably. Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association podiatric physicians are located throughout the state and have been serving the profession and the public for over 100 years. To find a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association near you, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. Looking for a new career or job change where you can work with nature? An arborist is a well-respected professional knowledgeable in the care and science of trees. The arboriculture industry is both an art and a science combining knowledge, skill, and technology. If you're looking for a well-respected and exciting industry that improves people's lives and the environment, then arboriculture may be for you. If interested, visit ohiochapterisa.org. That's ohiochapterisa.org. Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Kate Burdett. Time now to get some highlights of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show with Jay Crawford. Here's producer Colin Barringer to set the scene. Thanks, Kate. This week on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Browns reporter for Cleveland.com Mary Kay Cabot joins the show, and she shares the idea that the Browns view running back Nick Chubb as a face of the franchise. The Browns view Nick Chubb as more than just, you know, your great running back for the Cleveland Browns. He's sort of a face of the team. Uh, he embodies the entire spirit of the Cleveland Browns, and he is somebody that they're going to try to do right by Nick Chubb. He has meant so much to this franchise uh, since they first drafted him that they, they don't want to end on bad terms with Nick Chubb. So they will find a way. They will do everything that they can to keep him here for as long as they possibly can and have him be happy. To catch the full breakdown, just search the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube, subscribe to their page, and enjoy daily content covering all things Cleveland sports. We'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Sports Magazine when we continue on the Ohio News Network. Your favorite website has come to life. <laughs> no, 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 not that website. The 11 Warriors Radio Hour, all Buckeyes all the time. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Tuesday night at 8 on the fan. Now back to Ohio Sports Magazine on the Ohio News Network. 
Once again, here's Kate Burdett. That's all for this week's Ohio Sports Magazine. Thank you so much to this week's guest, John Amon of Cintas Fire Protection. They're hosting the 2023 National Fallen Firefighter Foundation 9-11 Memorial Stair Climb in Cincinnati on September 9th. Jesse Giorzi of the Greater Columbus Sports Commission. The U.S. Figure Skating National Championships will be in Columbus in January, and tickets go on sale soon. And Evan Durr from The Ohio State University. Those red coat hiring events are taking place August 16th and 17th. Thanks to all of our Locked On podcast contributors this week as well. For Colin Barringer, Eric Reeser, and Matt Andrews, I'm Kate Burdett. Thanks for listening to Ohio Sports Magazine. Join us next week here on the Ohio News Network. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus.